Upon entering the apartment, Tommy's ears met a loud, pulsating noise that seemed to resemble music. What's that you got on the stereo, Ash? Hootie and the Blowfish. Whatty and the Whofish? Boy, the budget continues to grow here in the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. Is really, how much are we making? Well, I, I don't know how much we're making, but we're definitely spending a lot of money. First, you were out at the Hollywood studios, and yes. now we have you live and remote from the Baltimore studio. In Baltimore, Maryland, I've uh, been using my per diem to have crab cakes. Oh, very nice. As yeah. well, you should. Right. That's, yeah. What is the difference between Maryland crab and other crab? Have you found the difference at all? Uh, I No, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I, I didn't no, I don't know. Been using the per diem, no, but just I've enjoying only, him, not not actually investigating. I didn't. I didn't have a way to do like an A B test. Well, right, because all they have is Maryland crab. Right, that's they're not going to. Why are you flying in? Speaking of wasting and pissing away money, why would you fly in other crab when you're in Maryland? <laughs> that makes no sense. Absolutely no sense. Uh, so we will begin this uh, edition of the Michael Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. A recent study by the language experts at Preply, they came up with a list of what female artists curse the most in their song lyrics. Oh, and yeah. Quite the study. I don't know who decided, maybe because from the WAP controversy or WAP controversy, however you want mm-hmm. to say that, uh, from the, the summer, maybe that's why they looked into it. But they analyzed 3,632 songs by the top Billboard 100 female artists to determine who uses, quote, the most explicit language. And is this over the course of a year? Is it over the course of forever? What's the, we just they, don't know. The, they say the songs, the group reported spanned multiple genres and decades. Oh, okay. They, All just, right. took, wow. they, they just took the, the top, uh, the 3,632 songs in the top 100. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they put together the list. Now I have the uh, list of one through like 15. So if, would you like to begin towards the bottom of the list or, Go to from the top. Go, go fifteen up. Let me say. Okay. Let's let's see who we got here. now. Now what they did was they broke it down into um, basically the fact that the study found that uh, they came in with times they swear, uh, the frequency of the cursing, and the number of explicit words in their song is what okay. they did. So at number fifteen, if you can believe it or not, Taylor Swift comes in at number fifteen. Does she? Yes, which she has a explicit word in one in 1174 <laughs> words, um, and she has 60 uh, overall, the number of explicit words in their songs. I don't think I even realized that sweet little T-Swizzle was uh, a that, swearing it, rocker. Yeah, it threw me for a loop, too. When I looked at it, I was like, oh, okay, you're going through a list. You're like, making sense, making sense. What? Taylor mm-hmm. Swift coming in at number 15? Wow. Uh, just above her, number 14 is Lotto. Uh, she, uh, swears, uh, every 82 words, uh, or, or 82 total swear words in her songs. Um, then we have Lana Del Rey. Uh, she has, uh, one swear word every 248 words. Okay. And she has a hun- 107 overall, uh, in her, in her songs. Number 12 on the list, Miley Cyrus, which Miley. once again. You know, she made that turn from Disney star to mm-hmm. kind of avant-garde rocker. But like I she almost had to. What's that? Like she almost had to. Like she just yes, decided, she I've, got to, I've got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. To be taken seriously. Uh, so she comes in at number 12. Uh, number 11 on the list. This one didn't shock me too much. Lizzo. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Lizzo, that makes she, sense. But I thought she'd be a little bit higher on the particular list. Number 10 is Ice Spice, a relatively newcomer in the world of music, but still using those swear words and those explicit words to shoot herself up this chart. So Number far, nine, I'm not hearing spanning multiple decades. Correct. Yeah, okay. it's, a, it's very it's very much in the in the now. I mean, yeah. my, Taylor Swift has been around longer than you would think. Yeah, still not multiple decades. I am shocked that there's no Madonna, but I haven't right? heard like Sheena Easton or something like that, or <laughs> you know, Olivia Newton-John. Right. I haven't seen Amy Grant show up no. yet, and I know how much <laughs> she's known for for her explicit yeah. lyrics of "Baby, ridiculous. I'm so bad." Uh, so number nine though is Lady Gaga. Mm. And that one kind of, you know, she gets a little spicy from time to time. Number eight is Summer Walker. Number seven was another one that threw me for a loop of the most foul-mouthed female artists, Ariana Grande. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The frequency of their cursing, the number of explicit words in their songs, 158 for her. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number six is SZA. Yeah. Uh, Number five is a relative newcomer, Doja Cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four on the list is Rihanna. Well, yeah, I mean, so this must be a new, pho- a relatively new phenomenon of women yes. getting all foul-mouthed. Yes, I believe that that is what we're seeing. Like, the thing about Madonna was, yeah. yes, she was scandalous, but it was more her videos yeah, I don't, and I, these I, subject I can't think matter of a than song. What's that? I can't think of a song. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, there was more of the maybe the subject matter of some mm-hmm. of her songs, like, but the overtones of the videos of like justify my love, right? That kind of thing. That's what made her controversial. Not so much as she was, you know, ra- like rapping or a- a- as far as putting explicit lyrics in her songs. Mm-hmm. Number four is Rihanna. Number three was Beyonce. Okay. Uh, with one in 143 and 303 total in her songs. Celine Dion show up at all? Uh, she should. Well, if it's swearing at her songs, then yeah, she should be number one. Because every time I hear that stupid Titanic song, there are words that come out of my mouth. Uh, number two on the list is Megan the Stallion, who the study found swears most frequently in her lyrics at 474 cuss words in her songs. Uh, she was double as much as Nicki Minaj as part part as uh, words swear words in her songs. Um, and then at number one was Nicki Minaj, who every one in 30 words uttered by the 41-year-old yeah. hip-hop singer is a curse word. <laughs> I got into an Uber and it was like 5.30 in the morning and I, it, it may have been Nicki Minaj. It could have been any any female rapper. I don't know. Um, and it was just, I mean, just everything was uh, in my P with your D and the then the F in my mouth and the, I mean, and, and it was one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not such a stick in the mud or a prude, but it was, it was also five 30 in the morning. So it just was, yeah, the, 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 the context was all goofed. That may be a way to really get yourself going in the morning. Just the amount of yeah. swear words you can fit in one song, by the way, what do you think the most used curse word from the number one Mickey, Nicki Minaj is Nicki Minaj. Um, Gosh, I'm th- I'm I'm thinking it might be the peep. No, no, it is actually bitches. Oh, bitches! She used okay, bitches, two hundred thirty-one times alone in her songs. So everyone in thirty words is a curse word in any of her songs. Dang! So, so if you sit down and do the math, like Preply did, every thirty se- every thirty words is something explicit. That's so, so funny. 
Yeah. Well, keeping the beep and the clean edit folks in business is Nicki yeah. Minaj. <laughs> you can't even listen to the song on the radio. Right, it's, right exactly. It's like, what's wrong? Uh, speaking of rockers, um, you know, there's always been this feud between David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar. Um, and oh, yeah. Roth uh, was on his podcast uh, who just recently claimed that Sammy Hagar was, quote, sex probed by aliens. Uh, um, now, in 2011, Hagar claimed that he was abducted by aliens as a kid. Okay. Uh, and so David Lee Roth has just decided, well, I'm just going to, you know, layer this on here. Um, anyway, so he just, he just taken all kinds of digs at Sammy Hagar, said that his singing was embarrassing and uh, taking shots. But anyway, he said, according to Sam, he was abducted by aliens. So that begins the true story arc. He went on to concoct an elaborate story of how Hagar. Uh, was allegedly sex probed by an extraterrestrial uh, when he was 15. You know, it's interesting, uh, uh, you know, what what David Lee Roth is adding, because there's one thing, you know, when we hear about alien abductions, we hear about a scientific probe. Right. But David Lee Roth, <laughs> David Lee Roth has decided <laughs> that the aliens are doing it for their own thrill. It's a sexual thing. They're not, <laughs> they're not actually doing it for science. It's all a front. Oh, this is so hot. Yeah, um, yeah. The aliens are basically the adult film stars of the universe. They're just using the science as a front to film their things. Uh, he said Sammy Hagar was abducted by aliens and he was sex probed. Does it require an apparatus? Is it a beam? We don't know. We may never know. But what I do know with absolute accuracy that if you take half of a popsicle and you jam it into a cassette player no matter how carefully you extract it that tape player will never play the same again no matter how carefully you try and fix those delicate little parts and it'll get worse and it'll seem like the singer it used to be will be making no sense whatsoever a lot like sam what so yeah david lee roth is just um let me let me get this straight he's yeah. saying that that sammy hagar is all sorts of messed up because this alien sex probe Yet Sammy Hagar is the one that has successful businesses, yeah. uh, has run his tequila and his bars and everything else. Meanwhile, David Lee Roth is ranting about alien sex probes on his own podcast. Yeah. I, I, so whatever, whatever has been going down with Hagar and Roth over the past four decades uh, apparently has not simmered whatsoever. Um, and uh, he said he said something here about um Hagar has, yes, he spends almost $100,000 on marijuana, which gets him to smoke enough pot uh, to smoke his body weight in pot. So, so yeah, really? So, yeah, what what kind of a world are we in where David Lee Roth is trying to put himself up above Sammy Hagar? I'm much better than Sammy Hagar. What, What does that get you? Right. And you were you were just talking about once again, may I just add, you're the one talking about the amount of weed someone's smoking. Yet talking about sexual alien probes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's, that's what, uh, when, when, when David Lee Roth closes his eyes at night, that's what he dreams about is Sammy Hagar's thing. Yeah, of course he does. Well, speaking of probage, Mm -hmm. um, Alina Lopez, who is from Los Angeles, uh, she is an adult film star who has sworn to never work with a well-endowed co-star again after one encounter left her in the hospital. Uh-oh, what did the big hurt do? <laughs> that's too new that's too much eugenics, big hurt. <laughs> Settle down, big guy. Settle down, big guy. Um she said, "No more big D's. I can't be a size queen anymore. 
The last time I shot a scene with a guy with a really big penis, I ended up in the hospital. Oh, I God. had in, I had internal bleeding. Ah, God almighty. What? That's never supposed to happen with sex. <laughs> no, it's not supposed to. Even the aliens don't go that yeah. far up. Uh, she uh, had to admit to the emergency room medics exactly how she had become in. Can you imagine that? You're checking in there going, I think I have internal bleeding. Uh, ma'am, what were you doing? Yeah, uh, the the big hurt was, uh, yeah. <laughs> was taking me to Eugenics Town, and I do not like it, too. I'm, one of, I'm the one woman who does not like it, too. No. Wow. Uh, she said the incident happened during a group scene where the size of one of the performer's members left her, quote, really bruised. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. No, she uh, refused to name the performer who injured her because he's a, quote, nice guy who had no intention of hurting her surprisingly she even claimed he wasn't the most well-endowed co-star she had worked with she just said apparently you know things just started to shrink on her so uh, now go ahead Uh, i'm sorry i do have a question but go ahead she now believes she may have had an off day that (laughs) day but she's afraid to try something like that again well you got to stretch before you start doing anything yeah yeah it's not the only injury she sustained on Uh. set she said one particular sex theme shoot left her with an aching jaw and severely bruised knees. <laughs> it's a dangerous business out there. Hey, is it fair to say that um, most porn is consumed mostly by men? I know there are women out there that dig it. Oh, I would say I would say but I would yes. I would say it, you think it's north of 97 percent. I would. Yes, okay. I would say about 97.5 percent is consumed by dudes. So who's who's the big D for? I mean, they've always got these guys with these enormous wanks. You make a great point. Who's that for? And I don't know if that just bums me out. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it can take you out of the moment. It Why does. do they have to zoom in on that? Right. Because then you're like, well, that's that's obviously even zoomed in, even pull, even when they have the far shot, it's still way too big. Yeah, that's a great point. I never I never thought about that. And I don't know a woman out there, maybe the two point five percent that consume it. Are when 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 that jump jumps on the screen, that also doesn't take a step back and go, "Whoa, that's a little too much." Yeah, yeah, that's a, and that's a good point as well. I never thought about that. Yeah, I'm just I'm just not quite sure. But uh, Elena Lopez, you will not see her. You'll be seeing her working with adequately sized individuals going forward, because Lord knows in that particular field, there's so many of those to choose from. <laughs> Hey, remember uh, about a week or two ago when uh, that side of an airplane went flying off in the middle of the air? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was scary. It was scary. Can you and imagine it, just sitting there and all of a sudden the door flies open like that? Yeah. Um, and it was interesting. They said one of the reasons you don't see a bunch of cell phone videos of that is because most people's cell phone got sucked out the door. Yeah. There was the story about the one that like was found pretty much intact in somebody's yeah. backyard. I was surprised. Uh, well, in Canada... A passenger opened a door, but oh, the plane right. hadn't taken off yet. So basically, not as impactful. Just, no, no. I it mean, just it impacted some people's travel, but not as impactful as what we and no, no, no near, uh, not nearly as terrifying either. I would imagine. Guy just uh, opened the cabin door uh, while the plane was taxiing and just tumbled out and fell to the tarmac. Is he okay? I mean, I don't mean to laugh, but is he okay? 
I, no, I think he broke a couple of bones. Um, as well, but as well, he should being a jerk opening the door like that. I think so. Yeah. So he did sustain some injuries from falling to the tarmac. Uh, the flight, which was scheduled to carry over 300 passengers, was delayed and departed later, uh, delayed for about six hours, which that's too long. Yeah, for just a guy falling out of the door? Because this this wasn't, yeah, this wasn't a, a mechanical malfunction. This wasn't a terror attack. This wasn't, this was not, this was not, it just, the guy just opened the door and fell out. Did he think it was the bathroom? Do they know any more of like what his, was he suffering from like a breakdown? Did he, was he freaking out or just thought he was going to the laboratory and took a wrong turn? Uh, I does. It was determined that the individual was in a state of crisis when the incident occurred okay. uh, and suffered relatively minor injuries from falling to the tarmac. Police say the man was apprehended by officers brought to a low man, 20 minutes. I think you should be able to just shut the door and leave. There's really no reason for the for the rest of the people to hang around. No, you just once you get him off the tarmac, you're ready to go. That you don't have to wait six. God, because then they had to deboard, I'm sure, and go over the did. plane again, and then go back to the terminal, and then you had to go and be like, "Can you believe this guy? Let's hope this." Th-. I mean, out of all the reasons to run late, come on. Yeah, I, I think I think the answer is well, that was kind of stupid. Anyway, uh, everyone take your seats. We're leaving now, and they really should not have postponed those poor people for six hours. To be to be honest with you, you just if you're the flight flight attendant, you just shut the to your point, you just shut the door and hope for the best that he's still not on a real wheel. Yeah, you shut the door. The pilot looks out the rear view mirror or whatever they have up there to make sure that he's he's not going to run over the guy. Are we clear? Okay, off we go. Maybe 20 minutes, maybe 20 minutes tops. That's being generous. I think so. You know what what I'm saying? 15. No one gets needs to get up or do anything. You just you roll him off the tarmac and you and here's the thing. He didn't even get to go down the slide. You would think at least when he opened the door, he could go down the slide. He just biffed it right straight down there, boom, right on his face. The cops came, took him away, and then there was nothing else to do. Yeah, except for six hours sitting around. God bless. Yeah, stupid. Speaking of stupid and the cops coming to take a guy away, uh, here is, let me introduce you to Marion Jones. Mm -hmm. He is a individual, a dude who robbed a footlocker store in South St. Louis. And he might have gotten away with it, too, except mm, or if he had earbuds, because here's what transpired. All right. He's outside a Waffle House. OK. And um, all of a sudden, uh, two days after the robbery, he's in his Chevy Equinox outside the Waffle House in the St. Charles area, Missouri, uh, when all of a sudden a, con- a concerned patron from the Waffle House heard what sounded like a, quote, female in distress Uh-oh. in the Equinox and called police. All of a sudden, the the police arrive at the scene, but no female in the car. But yet the quote unquote uh, distressed female sound still emanating from said car. Uh, Jones was was sitting in his car and you know what's coming next. Mm -hmm. He was uh, consuming the old adult filmage. Uh, And the source of the sounds that had raised the bystanders alarm (laughs) was the porn and all the. the, So um, instead of throes of ecstasy, apparently must have been Elena Lopez in in the scene where it sent her to the hospital because it was a sound of female in distress. Wow. Officers ran the plates of the car, seeing that was stolen, asked Jones if he had any weapons. He was a convicted felon who was legally barred from possessing a firearm, said that he had a gun on his hip. Police seized the gun. Uh, the following April, the feds indicted him on the robbery and using a gun in the furtherance of the crime. 
Because of the Waffle House incident, Jones also got hit with a charge of being a felon possession um, on the top of the other two <laughs> charges <laughs> uh, and probably public indecency for what there's a time and place for it. And it's not when you're on the lamb from the cops outside the Waffle House. Although that's probably not the worst thing to happen in a parking lot of a Waffle House. Now, that's be true. With you. That's true. To be honest with you. I, just, I just love the there's a female in distress. We need to send the cops there. Uh, there's nothing in distress here, man. Just trying to relax. Next time, use some headphones like an actual, you know, civilized person when watching that. And uh, sad news from Hollywood today. Uh, Herbert Cowboy Coward. Uh, who you might remember as the toothless mountain man in the 1972 movie Deliverance has oh. died. Yeah. Oh, he's the one who said he got her pretty mouth, ain't he? Um, he's been and he ki- made that he wrote that to start him and for the rest of his career. You know, kind of. And he's, he's got a very interesting story. So, first of all, uh, this poor guy, 85 years old, was killed in a car accident in oh. North Carolina. He died when his Nissan truck was struck by a pickup. Uh, coward, his girlfriend, Bertha Brooks. No, no. The, the, the toothless mountain man can't. You know what? It's on. It's too on brand. That's too on the nose that he would have Bertha as his wife. Coward, his girlfriend, Bertha Brooks, and two pets, a chihuahua and a squirrel, all died in the accident. No, no, this is, this is made up. This, this, no, can't, this no. can't be real. No, this, this, is, this guy had Bertha, the girlfriend, and a pet squirrel. This, this can't be real. So I refuse in, to believe it. Interestingly enough, um, Burt Reynolds originally met this guy in the early 60s. Uh, they were both working in some sort of amusement park in North Carolina as stuntmen just falling off of roofs, you know, when they would do those Wild West reenactments in uh, – in amusement parks. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a guy that would have been fine if he fell out of a plane. Yeah. Uh, years later, he thought this guy would be a great villain in deliverance. Um, and so they, they went to the audition and um, what Burt Reynolds failed to tell the director is, Oh, by the way, coward is illiterate. He can't read. Oh no. Um, so he said, um, uh, he, he told him, hang on, where is this here? Um, so he's illiterate, can't read. You just have to recite the words to him and it'll recite them back to you. No. So, so, so it, w- he was given the script and told to just ad lib and riff off of the following line, get over against that tree and take your pants down. Uh, and, and so say, he improv, you have a pretty so, mouth. And so say the first thing that comes to your mind. And he said, he got a pretty mouth, ain't him? Ain't he? That's genius. Um, Man, talk, you, I know you just got done with an improv workshop, but yeah. I don't know if you can beat that as far as improvisational skills. Uh, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Apparently he, the reason he was uh, toothless was because he was, uh, uh, hit by a pistol while he was doing this. He, he says that uh, during the, these times at this amusement park, when they were doing this old West revival, uh, that there were no airbags or anything. So you'd fall when you fell off a roof, you just fell off a roof. Yeesh. Uh, Into a dirt pile or something, I guess. And uh, he said, uh, so he just, he just knew how to do that. And uh, Burt Reynolds remembered him from that and invited him to uh, uh, come audition to be in the movie deliverance. And, um, 
he got the part and now everybody remembers him. And I guess just, you know, lived a nice, quiet life with his uh, girlfriend, Bertha Brooks, his chihuahua and squirrel up until just a couple of days ago when they were taken out on a North Carolina. <laughs> just minding their own business, taking the squirrel for. A- By the way, how do you keep a squirrel in the car while you're driving? Doesn't say. Doesn't say. You can't let that thing run wild in the back seat. Uh, yeah, you, you know what? You're right. That probably had to have something to do with uh, his uh, losing control. His demise. I don't put blame on the person that hit him. I mean, they're saying I no. Think the squirrel had to be running, driving. The squirrel was probably freaked out. Like, why am I in a car right now with old uh, no teeth and Bertha? Right, 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 right. Oh, good Lord. Good uh, Lord. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Godspeed. Herbert Cowboy Coward, Toothless Mountain Man from Deliverance, dead at 85, along with his uh, girlfriend, his chihuahua, and his squirrel. And squirrel. And finally, on the Too Good for Radio podcast, uh, speaking of life or death experiences, the Welsh Ambulance Service has had to warn people against calling for inappropriate reasons after they received 68,000 416 non-life or death emergency calls last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, here's one. Uh, one caller said they had lost the bottom of their denture and were worried they could have swallowed their teeth. <laughs> they received over 40 calls reporting a disturbance of loud music. People assaulted him with shots fired in residential neighborhoods. Um, so there's a little bit to that. But here's the best one. One person called in and said that they had, quote, too much kebab and called <laughs> over a very painful stomach. Been, so, been over kebabbed. They called 911 over over in Wales there to say, Blimey, I believe I would have e- I've eaten too much kebab. It's filling <laughs> up my stomach and I got quite the tummy ache. Could uh, you come here and take me to the hospital? Oh my goodness. Yeah, too much kebab. So I've, I, I wanted to throw that one in there because that is a story right up our alley here. On this particular podcast, you know Love who had it. too much kebab, Alina Alina Lopez. Oh, I thought you were going to say Herbert Cowboy Coward. Too no, much. there's never too much when you when you own a squirrel as a pet. There's never too much of anything for you in life. Too, but yeah, too much a squirrel kebab. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Was he grooming that squirrel? Now that you Doesn't mention say. it, does not say. A guy like that seems like he may have been grooming that squirrel and 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 using it for for meat. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to lock up the old uh, Baltimore studios here and get out of here. All right. You you do that. And uh, remember, there may be too much kebab, but there's never too much new genics because she'll like it too. <laughs> <laughs>